Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hub World podcast. Today, we are going to be doing our second part of our Pokemon Generational Showdown episode. Um, if you caught the first part, great. If you didn't, you might want to go back and listen so that you can get a sense of what we're doing and also get our discussion around certain aspects of the Pokemon Generations. But before we get to what that is, we'll just remind you of who the players are today. So, my name is Jules. Hello. Mateo. I'm Gino. Giancarlo. And Joe. And we are going to continue our discussion. So I'm not going to go over all of the rules for what we're doing, but I'll give you just a brief um, rundown. We do, again, suggest that you go back and listen to part one if you want to get the full breakdown of exactly what we're doing. But in general, we're breaking down the Pokemon generations into four categories. Um, we're talking about what the best and worst are in those four categories. So those categories are region, um, which is like environments, landscape, and such. Story, which are characters, narrative, um, gym leaders, villainous teams, like those kinds of things, lore. Um, then we have gameplay, which is just the gameplay mechanics. And finally, the Pokemon themselves. Last time, we talked about the region and we talked about the story um which means that this episode we will be talking about the gameplay and we will be talking about the pokemon themselves uh just to remind you all about what we deliberated last time um we decided that the best region in pokemon um comes from gen 4 it is Sinnoh, and the worst region comes from gen 7 that is alola and for story we decided that the best story with an asterisk, comes from Gen 5, Unova, and the worst story comes, again, from Gen 7, Alola. Um, so now we're going to begin doing our next ones. Um, we're going to be doing best gameplay, or, yeah, best gameplay to start, um, and then we'll do worst gameplay. So, again, I think we should kind of shift up our speaking order from last time, so I think maybe we'll keep our same speaking order but start with somebody different. Why don't we start with... Well, I can go if I'll sure. volunteer to go first. Um, Mateo, why don't you start with uh, gameplay? So, this is how I look at gameplay. To me personally, the gameplay of Pokemon really, like the core gameplay, really hasn't changed since Diamond and Pearl. And Diamond and Pearl and Black and White were very, very similar. So, for me, I'm completely disregarding anything that came before Diamond and Pearl. But ever since Black and White, Gen 6, Gen 7, and Gen 8 have added new mechanics that like are like powering up your pokemon mid battle so and to me i think that is the main difference in the battle gameplay of pokemon that i really value and to me by far the best version of that is mega evolution so that's why i have to go with gen 6 as the best gameplay because mega evolutions i love that we got to revisit some old favorites in Pokemon and also giving like they gave new life to Pokemon that have kind of been forgotten. And I really appreciate that. Honestly, like it, it and also the, like it really mixed up the meta and I know some bag evolutions are really overpowered, but just the fan service alone, I think is worth mentioning. But the other thing that uh, X and Y did that really rocked the meta was the adding of the fairy type and, Dragons needed a nerf. So the fact that fairies existed kind of just as a way to nerf dragons, but they've also now, like, 
they've really come into their own as a type. They went through the, all the previous Pokemon that came out before, added the fairy type to specific Pokemon like Clefairy, obviously, and like Jigglypuff and Gardevoir, stuff like that. That made sense. And now, over the years, fairies really grown and evolved to be a really good type as well. And that all started with Generation 6. So just quickly, that's why I I really think Gen 6, for me at least, is has the best gameplay. I'm going to go on a bit of a different route with, like, when I think of gameplay for the Pokemon series, Mateo, I want to, um, like, I think of, okay, what was added? And so, like, in Gen 1, it was the actual, like, we, we got the Pokemon formula, go from town to town, collect badges, you have these monsters, they attack and defend. Gen 2, they added the breeding mechanics, like, where you can breed for specific moves, or you can breed, like, two Pokemon together, you get the eggs, that was all fine and dandy. Gen 3 brought it in natures but gen 4 for me personally i think that was the one where um that really really kicked things into a bit of overdrive and this is for one specific thing only and this is something that maybe Giancarlo can speak a little bit more to later on but everything before gen 4 if you had a fire pokemon doesn't matter if it was a physical fire pokemon just say like hondauer um all fire moves are specials like it, w- it would use your special attack stat and if you had just say a um, like a physical Pokemon that wanted to use a fire move, it would pull off of the special stat, no matter what you did. And in Gen four, they split the attacks. So, for instance, also in uh, in Gen three, Trico, the final evolution, Sceptile had the move Leaf Blade. Now, Grass type moves were strictly special, and Sceptile was a physical attacker, so its special move wasn't even that great. And then when they, they redid all the moves, basically, in the game, so they changed Leaf Blade from a special attack to a physical attack. And then Sceptile was a lot better because it was using its primary stat with its signature move. And I feel like for competitive, Gen 4 was the best for Pokemon because of that. You introduced that that split of the, the typings and everything. Also, like, okay, you had uh, uh, new evolutions to older Pokemon. That was cool. But, like, I feel like that one little gameplay mechanic completely changed how the game was played. So yeah, that's uh, that's my choice. I guess next is Giancarlo. Yeah, th- yeah, I, I I was really holding my breath on that one because I, I definitely wanted to add on to it. Cause, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so a- as much as I do agree with you that the physical special split is a very strong point inside of the Pokemon series because it's always been such a burden ever since the, the first generation. Old mechanics of Pokemon have kind of been up in the air. You know, there was all these stupid mechanics that happened inside of the first generation, such as how uh, special attack and special defense were all tied to one specific stat and how speed was also linked towards your critical hit rate. So if you were faster, you would get more critical hits and which would cause a lot of Pokemon kind of like a Persian who who was the fastest in the first generation to just curb stomp everything kind of kind of went on a little tangent over there about Pokemon history but uh yeah it Gen 4 does have a turning point however I will say that I don't think it had as much of an impact as Gen 3 did for one specific reason Gen 3 introduced abilities into the game uh which it created this actual differentiation between the different between uh, different Pokemon as well. Because you know, what's the difference between you uh, getting a uh, Magmar and a Charmeleon? It's not really a not really much differentiation aside from like you know slight differences in stats, which makes it difficult for you to actually pick the Pokemon that you want. But with abilities, 
you'd be able to actually differentiate and spread Pokemon around based on what they can do in battle. You know, uh, Charmeleon might have the ability uh, Blaze, which increases its fire type moves when it gets to half health. Meanwhile, Magmar has uh, the ability Flash Fire, which if it were to take a hit from a fire type move, it would not take damage and instead get an increased buff to its special attack for tanking that fire head. It created this very strong deviation away from the previous norm, which was basically just kind of button mashy in the Pokemon series. You know, you get a Pokemon that has a stronger the stronger type than the other Pokemon, you you click A and then you're done. But with abilities, it created a little bit more strategy inside the game. Gen 3 is also the same generation where they introduced double battles and they introduced weather, which also very much changed the core uh, core demographic for the competitive scene of Pokemon for basically till now, essentially. Because weather is still a big thing that's used in the Pokemon games. They even had to nerf it in Generation 6. Uh, before that, weather was a permanent uh, status until it was either swapped out or if it was dealt with by Rayquaza with his ability airlock and double battles are still used in competitive formats today since then it has been the only only different type battle that has not been taken away from a pokemon game since as as much as i i do agree with you in saying that gen 4 was very important to the gameplay aspects I don't feel as if it had a great enough hit as Gen 3 did because it created the building blocks for Gen 4 to build off of. Also, though, Giancarlo, Gen 3 did also add natures. That just adds to everything that you said as well with like abilities. It just added another layer of differentiation between Pokemon. All right. I, I'm going to hop on here because in, in general, I agree, I think, the most so far with Mateo. I think uh, Gen 6 had the best gameplay in terms of the mechanics and what it added. And also, you got to remember, Gen 6 made EV training accessible with... Uh, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, and, and it actually opened up competitive, basically the competitive scene to more people by making it more easily accessible. And even if it isn't as easily as accessible today, I think it still is. I'm trying to remember how you do it in Gen 8. But, it's um, easier, honestly. It's gotten easier every game since Gen 6. Yeah, it, it's just, it's opened up Pokemon, the ability... Gen 7 was harder. Seven was harder. That was it. Yeah. Gen eight um, is definitely easier. At least it just made it easier for people to understand and just to actually try to train their Pokemon, you know, to the max. So I, I don't want to expand on it too much because it basically Mateo, I think, hit the nail on the head. But I just want to add in, you know, you got to remember EV training too, making it easier, more accessible is a huge thing. So I'm see me. It I'm torn between three different things, and it's because there's three different ways you can interpret gameplay. And for the most part, I think you guys have all stayed within the same kind of r- route of like what gameplay means, which is the mechanics, um, which is totally valid. And if we're talking about mechanics, I absolutely probably fall similarly to Joe and Mateo in that I really liked Mega Evolutions and I really like mechanically where the game's at in Gen 6. But if we're talking about quality of life and we're talking about like the game being accessible, Gen 8 has done wonders. Wonders for the, the Pokemon community in terms of how you can actually access a team that you want and how quickly you can do it by introducing things like the exp candies and easily accessible vitamins and like ability capsules like all those kinds of things it's like great for um 
in terms of Gen 8. Although Gen 8 also has Dexit, which is a big, big no-no. But the one thing I feel like nobody's really talked about in terms of gameplay is we've focused on mechanics and, like, touched on quality of life and, like, accessibility. But nobody's really talked features. Nobody's really talked about, well, what about, like, the actual features in the game? And, like, when I think about Pokemon, I think about what was the funnest Pokemon game for me to play? Like, of course, like, in terms of making a team, Gen 6 and Gen 8, like had some great stuff. But when I think of actual, like, core features, the game that screams out at me is Black and White 2 because they had that amazing, like, incredible gym leader challenge where you could fight all the gym leaders from all the different games and you could go in and you could, like, have, like, this Battle Royale tournament against all of them. Gen 4 also stands out there where they had the gym leader cafe um, and there was, like, all the the digging mini game like i feel like when it comes to features the like the modern pokemon games like starting with gen 6 really really fail in that capacity like i feel like in terms of features and in terms of content it's just not there and so i'm more inclined to lean and i, I don't think i'm going to give like i don't know if i can pick what i want best gameplay i'm trying to quantify but i i'm definitely leaning more toward like gen 4 or 5 in that regard because i think it's so much more important to have something like a battle frontier um or like an interesting post game where you can replay rebattle the trainers or rebattle the gym leaders than it is to just have megas like i like megas but if i have nobody to battle against in the game with those megas nobody interesting then why do i care to have them and i think gen 4 and gen 5 did those things the best where like they made significant trainers and significantly important trainers battleable after the game there was like the battle castle and the battle frontier and like all those like the gym leader challenges and a post-game story in platinum and in black and white too in platinum and in diamond pearl like the amount of legendaries you go around to catch at the end of the game not just new ones but even old ones like there was so much content like just and I really feel like that's lacking in the new games. Now, I want to ask you another question then. What about gold and silver? Were you talking about the second gym leader challenge? Just being able to go back to camp. Yeah. That's like, that is as gameplay like that. You're basically getting an entire game for the cost of another. I agree. And like, that's one of the reasons I love gold and silver in general but when i'm even just thinking about gameplay like i don't even think that's substantial enough because while you can do those things you only do them once it's the equivalent of me playing the the gym leader challenge in black and white 2 like twice right like and it's not like it's not a whole nother game it's actually much shorter like the only thing that really makes the second half of the game in johto long is the fact that there's very significant level jumps between the gym leaders but in terms of content between the areas between the gym leaders there's really nothing i don't know i but then again like now i'm talking like this i'm like well but how about gen 8 because i've poured i don't even know how many hours into playing raids with you guys doing the legendary challenge like the legendary dens like shiny hunting like there's so much yeah, content that's a huge like, one right there honestly shiny hunting so much replayability with that right so like gameplay is really up in the air for me because i do think that there's different strengths in different la- like levels of gameplay but i think if we're talking mechanics strictly mechanics gen 6 in my opinion was when it was at its best cuz i like megas and i don't like z moves 
So Gen 6 for me is like when it was at its best in terms of like accessibility. Gen 8, like there's no question. Gen 8's just like so easy to EV train and like build your teams. But in terms of content, like content playing with friends, absolutely like Gen 8 tops everything. Like just because there's things you can do with friends, which isn't really there in previous games. Um, but in terms of just like a single player experience, like the older games, like Gen 4 and Gen 5, like Platinum, Black and White 2, like the content there is just incredible. And like literally every single day after I beat the game, I woke up, turned on the game, went to go see who was in the gym leader cafe, battled them, and then went to go talk to the guy in the house to find out what the roaming Pokemon was because there was a different roaming Pokemon every day. And there was like reasons for me to go back. And I really liked that. Yeah, like even like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, the shiny hunting in that game was insane with the horde battles, like how you would exploit the horde battles and build your chains like that. And then oh, also... Mateo, are you going to talk about what you th- I think you're going to talk about? Well, I, I, I had that insane thing where I encountered, like I found a shiny Swablu, accidentally killed it, but my chain continued. Then literally the next battle, I had another shiny Swablu and I lost my mind and, and Jules was on, we were chatting and while that happened. Chains. Like, I could have sworn that Omega, Rufi, Alpha, Sapphire, and, like, X and Y wasn't a chain-based system. It was just the fact that when you were fighting hordes, hordes just had, like, a ridiculously high chance of you finding a a Regardless, though, the the, the odds of me getting that with those two shiny Swablus in a row is, like, the odds were insanely low of me happy, of that happening to me. But the other thing was getting the, like, going through the portals, getting the older legendaries. And, like, that's available in Crown Tundra in Gen 8, which is really awesome. I really like how they added that. So, like, I thought for sure Gen 6 was going to be the one that I really wanted to push. And, like, that was the thing that I was thinking about just from the amount of hours I put into, we put into battling it online and that. But then when you talked about other modes that are unique to other games, like, that, like, that didn't even, honestly, I didn't even consider that. So... Now it's a little more open here, but I, I still think just in, if I have to go with the thing that I spent the most time on, it would probably still be Gen Six. Honestly, I think I'm gonna go with Gen Six as well, Me just because like the, the more I think about the features, friend safaris, the cafes, Pokemon and me, <laughs> Pokemon and me. <laughs> Even just like when you think about like the system, I I genuinely I and like this is genuine. They have never had a better multiplayer system in the series than Gen Six. Like the Nav, whatever yeah. it was called Dex Nav, was so such a great interface. And I don't know what I don't know what crazy over at the Pokemon Company or at Game Freak decided that they should go from that amazing system to the fucking Pokemon Festival bullshit in, in Gen 7. But whoever did that was literally on crack. And then, like, Gen 8 is a little bit better, but it's still nowhere near as good as that interface. Like, And I remember because that interface was so good, we actually all played online quite a bit together. I, I will say, just to add on to what everybody's saying about gen 6 uh if we're if we're just talking about like just the amount of content inside of the game gen 6 definitely has like an egregious amount of replayability involved uh one thing that i can remember specifically is the battle chateau where if you wanted if you just wanted to play around with new pokemon and create a new team and level them up 
you just go to the battle chateau every single day there's a new wave of of trainers that uh come in every single day that you can constantly fight against all of them having different level variations depending on who you want to fight and how strong your pokemon are and everything and you could even fight the previous gym leaders as well as they visit as they do the similar thing that uh you know the battle cafe and four did where you know they kind of come in and you can fight them with their previous pokemon as well and level up and that sort of thing plus gen 6 included uh, the global trade system which is which is still being used to this day i thought gen 4 introduced the gts not to the same extent like the gts as we know it like john carlos said that was gen 6 yeah Yeah. like i have in my powerpoint for later the shit gts in four and five is a point against gen five so but yeah it wasn't four it was perfected in six like you could actually search up the pokemon that you want and like any like on all the different filters for that pokemon that was super convenient plus also just the online on the 3ds is like was way better than it was on actually it was non-existent on the ds right so I think unless you had like a DSI or some shit like that. No, you could connect to the internet on the DS, but you had to. It was you need the limited. Wi-Fi adapter, which I owned. If that's everything, if everyone's spoken, I think now it's pretty unanimous. What we agree on here is the best gameplay, which would be Kalos Gen Six. Now to move on to what we think is the worst gameplay for me, at least, is Gen Seven. Honestly, I hate Z moves. The cool thing about Mega Evolutions and Gigantamaxing Pokemon. So it would alter the form of the Pokemon, give them different designs, which is really cool. It I felt like the Pokemon that got better with Gigantamaxing and Mega Evolutions kind of deserved it, and it would intense like it would make you like fully evolve that Pokemon so that you would gain that extra power basically. But the fact that Z moves could be given to any Pokemon really kind of diluted it and it was kind of dumb honestly like i really just didn't like the whole concept behind z moves it's just one powerful attack and then that's it z moves are just it's honestly it's just it to me that's like the epitome of what like a cheap gimmick is the z moves just seem like a super generic thing they just added into the game and they were substituted as bad like the crystals were substitutes for like badges almost in a way and I just didn't really like, I really didn't like that. And it didn't do enough to add to the formula that basically any other Pokemon game before it added, maybe with the exception of Gen 5. Well, if we're bashing Gen 7 for, for this also, they removed gyms and that was, uh, and that's a no-no. You, you don't, you don't, you don't take away the gyms. That is true. We've said that in part one. We did not really. We kind of all agree that we did not like that in Gen Seven. Does anyone have anything else to add to? to like, if it does, anyone else share Gen Seven as a like what they, they think Gen Seven is the worst? Or I would like uh, to to say this actually, just for the sake of saying it, I'm going to say Gen One, just because everything that you. every gameplay, like everything gameplay wise, got better. But that's just like that's just being a product of the time, right? So like mm-hmm. everything was bad ab- about Gen One because it was the first game. Yeah, the, the hardware itself was was really bad. Trading and all that stuff, like connecting the two games uh, to trade with your friends and everything, huge and amazing thing. But you had to go out and buy a peripheral for it. It was it was not inherently like 
tied in with the game. Um, you had to use that cable, and sometimes if things weren't connected properly, things wouldn't work, and so it was just annoying. Yeah, but like you got to give it credit for its time. Oh, no, that wasn't no, the limitation it, 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 of this. It's a limitation. It was, it was just the product of its time. That's the thing, and that's why I'm like, I'm coming from this at the point of view where like we have to. I think we. I, I think it's really unfair. Though to say that though, Gino, like I get it, I get it, and I will never go back to play those games. But as- assessing each game at the moment they came out is probably, I think that's the fairest approach, right? We could give Gen One multiple more, like we could give it more awards, but, like of other things that we've we've awarded. But like, I don't know. I just think it deserves recognition just because it was the first, and by extension, I think Gen Two gets that as well, like that nostalgia pass that's all we had at the time right and it was it was passable for its time but now it's not so gen 2 has a i yeah i'd say gen 2 is definitely better gameplay wise because it added all the breeding mechanics as well as like you could go use the time machine and trade with your pokemons from the past and it was the first time you could actually bring pokemon between generations i wanted to add on to to what you had said though about like gen 1 and like sure like everybody's like oh well it's the product of his time blah blah like, sure, but we're also considering even the remakes. And even with the remakes, I still think, like, it's still down there. But at least with, um, because uh, are we, we're not, are we counting the Let's Go games? I personally wouldn't because they're so vastly different in terms of core mechanics. All right. But, but even with Fire and Leaf Green, those games that they came bundled with the, uh, with the, with the, the wireless trading thing. The wireless, tra- yeah. So, like, you didn't at least need to go out and buy an extra link cable or whatever because you actually got, bundled in that peripheral gen one hasn't been iterated in the mainline pokemon games since gen three so it's still kind of dated but it's not as dated as it was before so yeah i'll i will agree with that yeah i honestly forgot that that the remakes existed to be honest with you um and like i as much as like i would love to con- and i would consider let's go for some things in some categories for sure but i think in terms of gameplay it's hard to compare let's go with the rest of the series because like gameplay wise the it biggest does have a vast is. yeah it does it is like vastly at the core mechanics mm-hmm. are very different it's hard to quantify it here but i definitely wouldn't quantify it as the worst like i would never call let's go the worst so i don't even think it applies here if anything, it helps Gen 1. I don't think it hurts Gen 1. Yeah, I view it from the point of it helping Gen 1. I don't agree, though, in general. I do think gameplay-wise, Gen 5 is the worst. Okay, elaborate. I will. I don't know if it's time to pull out the uh, the good old slideshow, because this, this takes... I'm going to This takes some points out of my slide, so, so I, I'm just going to go through it now. So, okay. And for those of you that are watching... You'll be able to see some visuals. For those of you that aren't watching, I'll try to be as descriptive as it can be. So, why Gen 5 is trash by Joe. Uh, on the screen, you'll see two garbage cans, one for the games and then one for the starters. We'll go to the first slide. So, for number one, garbage Pokemon designs include a garbage Come Pokemon. on, look. Now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Come on. This is the next talk. I'm going through it, though, very quickly. And I'm just going to leave it at Garbodor. <laughs> uh, gameplay wise no casino the first gen did not have a casino coincidence no it's it's just trash so that's the gameplay element that's missing uh even though hard gold soul silver had following pokemon gen 5 did not another gameplay element that's missing for some reason gts was shit just as it was in gen 4 as we said gen 6 perfected it 
Uh, you can't find old Pokemon until you beat the game to be new shit to your Pokemon. I know that goes with Pokemon, but technically it's also the mechanics of hiding all the old Pokemon behind the wall of having to actually beat the game. Uh, this again goes into the Pokemon category for later, but Reshiram and Zekrom are the worst design box art legendaries in existence. Back to gameplay though, no Safari Zone. That's huge. Not having a Safari Zone. Like, why would you take out the Safari Zone? And if you're going to argue that sanct the Sanctuary thing, that doesn't count. Because you actually had to catch all the... You had to complete the Unovan decks or whatever it is first to actually be able to go into that thing. So that doesn't count. Sorry again that this goes into Pokemon, but the worst design starters in the series. And yes, Poplio was better than these three. Triple Battle was a failure in terms of the gameplay and mechanics. We even thought this was a good idea. And yes, even in Gen 6, it was still a failure. That's why, as Giancarlo mentioned before, it doesn't exist anymore. I put Anna's the dumbest plot in all of Pokemon. That goes back to her previous episode, which I really suggest that you watch her story. The only good Pokemon are Chandelure, Zoroark, Genesect, and Keldeo. Well, the region looks like, uh, like it's manufactured, just isn't a Pokemon region. And 13 garbage Pokemon designs included garbage Pokemon. My name is Garbodor, and I'm the worst designed Pokemon ever. Gen 5 is trash. Thank you for listening and watching the visuals if you came along for the ride. If you didn't, you just had to hear the visuals. Just know that there were Pokemon on the screen in a lot of fancy colors. Took me about 10 minutes to make, but um, I very much appreciate all the support for my hatred of Gen 5. But anyways, in terms of, as I said, the gameplay, the actual gameplay portions, I do think not having so many of those random things that were just there before it hurts gen 5 and i understand it's trying to be a departure from the series in terms of way or a new start but it's just like some things why get rid of it what harm did all those things do other than eat up development time maybe instead of developing all these extra pokemon that most of them were trash they should have actually just re maybe imagined some of these other things into better ways but i just don't think the gameplay of gen 5 was good you had some very valid points. There were some very big omissions. But I ultimately, I have to go with Gino. I think the gameplay just gets better. Like, I, I genuinely think Gen 1 is the worst. Like, when it comes down to core gameplay, like I said, like, it's about features for me. And it's about accessibility. I mean, not so much about, like, I'm, I'm not saying Gen 1 is the worst because it's, like, like mechanics hadn't developed yet but like even in terms of features like there's not really a ton to do in kanto it's fairly bland like i love the characters of kanto i really do like and i i like aspects of kanto but i really just think it was always like i one of the reasons i don't replay kanto despite all almost all of my favorite pokemon being from kanto is because i'm bored every time i touch a kanto game like, I'm really bored, and, like, I would never choose to play in, like, with a Kanto game, and, like, the only, like, honestly, in my opinion, the best version of Kanto is Let's Go, and I'm not considering Let's Go as part of this personally, because I think it's a very big change, like, I, I would almost put it into, like, a spinoff section in terms of what it's like, but, like, I just don't have fun with Kanto anymore, like, it's just... It's so outdated, and there's not much to do. There really just isn't. Um, even with the remakes, like it's just not there. And like I don't even want them to remake it again. 
That's the thing. The only reason I was okay with Let's Go is because they actually did something different. I was like, okay, fine. But like, I would never want them to remake and act like do a, a legitimate like core remake of Gen One because uh, Gen One just doesn't do it for me. Like, it's just yeah. I think like if Gen One wasn't as beloved as it is, I might have a different opinion than that. But I feel like once you take the nostalgia glasses off of Gen One, then it's it's way easier to to criticize what's actually there. If it is between a game with no modes or not nearly as many modes like Gen 1 or even like by extension Fire Red Leaf Green and a game with cut modes but still has more modes or uh, other gameplay elements like Gen 5, I would still have to say Gen 1 is the worst. Even when people bring up the topic of it being a uh, a product of its time there are other video games that go alongside of it like the first super mario bros that are a product of its time but still have a lot of replay value with it it you know it, there's just jules hit it right on the money there's just not a lot to do in kanto there's there really isn't you go through the base game you beat it and then that's it that, that that's really it and it, it's very infuriating to me because this this is a pokemon game that very much kickstarted the entire series and they improved 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 upon it and i think it should be credited for that but i also don't think it should be held into such a high esteem where we can't look at its shortcomings in the past and be like hey you know what maybe this game wasn't as good as i remember it when i was a kid because it was a global phenomenon right it was so now to go on to the big topic uh that I'm most looking forward to, and I'm sure everyone else is, is which gen has the best Pokemon? And when we mean when we say Pokemon, referring to the design of the Pokemon themselves, the varieties, and then also like then at the actual Pokemon themselves, legendary starters, pseudos, whatever. So for me, honestly, it's between two for very different reasons, and I think I might shock you guys with what I say, honestly. I really think I got to go with Gen 4. And it's like a math equation that I'm crunching in my head right now. Starters plus legendaries plus pseudos equals this. And to me, the highest number I'm getting in my head of all the things I value the most in Pokemon, Gen 4 is what it comes down to. I think Gen 4 might not necessarily have the best lineup of starters, but it has a very strong lineup of starters. It has the most amount of legendaries. I personally really like Dialga and Palkia, and I really, really like Giratina in terms of the legendary. And then it also has, like, Regigigas is really cool. Darkrai is really awesome. Arceus is really awesome. And then the biggest thing I really, really like about Gen 4, or the two biggest things, actually, is they really brought the their A game when it came to pre-evolutions, like bringing pre-evolution, so new a new wave of baby Pokemon, and then an insanely huge wave of new evolutions for older Pokemon from Gen 1, 2, and 3. So, and like my arguably one of my favorite Pokemon of all time, Gliscor, was added as a result of that. And then also, Garchomp, I think, might be the best pseudo-legendary Pokemon as well, and he's still really popular today. And then Arguably one of the biggest Pokemon, period, Lucario, was added in Gen 4 as well. That, and then also, and like and a lot of this is coming from the fact that like 
Gen 4 was the only generation of Pokemon I went into completely blind. So when I saw a new Pokemon or whatever, it was a it was a surprise to me. And that really impacts my sort of bias towards Gen 4 in a way. I don't know if bias is the right term, but like for me... No, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> I have to go with Gen 4, and I really wanted to say Gen 3, and I, I hope someone else says it, but... Maybe I can piggyback off that later, but Gen 4, I think, is the most consistent, and it has really, really high highs, and I don't think there's a lot of lows, and I feel like every generation of Pokemon does have some, like, a, that has a little bit of a detriment to its decks, so um, I'll let someone else talk now. I was uh, I was going to say Gen 4, Mateo, so I was kind of hoping you were going to talk about Gen 3 in all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim, that's the third time I've done that. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's just that like our well our our taste for a lot of video games is very similar, Mateo, because like growing up in the same household, right? Like we're we are gonna share a lot of very similar views. And yeah, Gen 4, I'm not I'm not gonna beat a dead horse on this one here. Um Yeah, it was it was great. Then the new evolutions for for Pokemon was great. Like the, again, like the designs, even having legendaries like Regigigas that like threw back to like old legendary Pokemons with the Regis in the previous generation. It had ties to uh, to Gen two with the unknown, adding adding the the unknown question mark and exclamation mark. Oh, I forgot kinda, about that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot of Gen two ties, so you can kind of see like where that one was going. And then and like there's something special about like those old pixel arts. Like for instance, like Pokemon that we thought were like super cool and everything based on their pixel art and like their their little animations and things like that. Like when they got the 3D sprites, they weren't that cool afterwards. Like for instance, shiny Weavile in the pixel art, like it was a darker pink color. Oh, so cool! Yeah, and now it's crap. Yeah, and then like now it's like that really annoying pink color with the really like oh, like the worst. One of my favorite Pokemon ruined. But yeah, I'll, I'm gonna have to say Gen Four for the same reasons that Mateo did. All right, I guess I'm going to be the one that differentiates from the norm. I'm hard on Gen 3 for the best Pokemon inside the series. With Thank the introduction... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been holding my tongue ever since he said that. But with the, yeah. the, the reason why I pick it is because of the differentiation of abilities inside the game, uh, Pokemon really had a... Pokemon really had an opportunity to do a lot of freaky stuff with generation three and they managed to do that quite a bit you know before with pokemon games we we would just have you know different designs of pokemon that would center around you know what kind of what they look like and just the general stat allocation of like you know what this pokemon generally is but with the introduction of abilities you you could really create a pokemon that has like a unique style that centers around its core design a good example would be like the slacking line for instance, Slackoth, Figuroth, and Slacking. You have a Pokemon that has insanely high stats, insanely high attack, defense, speed, and everything like that, comparable to a legendary. The Slacking stat allocation to a maximum was compared to uh, Lugia and Ho-Oh in terms of total stats. And so it was like a it was like a very strong Pokemon that you could have inside the game. But the one downside is that it had an ability where it can only attack every other turn. And, you know, nothing like that was ever seen in a Pokemon game before. Another thing would be Sheninja and Ninjask. You know, you have an exceptionally fast Pokemon where 
and I'm speaking about this, like how they use abilities to create the design of these Pokemon as well. Cause you have Nin, cause you have Ninjask that basically evolves from Ninkata, you know, exceptionally fast and, and, uh, in, inspired off of like, you know, Shinobi, I uh, like, you know, Shinobi ninjas and all that kind of stuff. So it's a really cool design in itself. But if you had a free slot when you evolved it, the shell of the Ninkata would then peel off and turn into a bug ghost type called Shedinja, which could only be damaged if the move was a super effective hit. Boom. Oh, good old Wonder Guard. Yeah. Yeah. But like something like that was never seen in a Pokemon game before. And, and it only even- had one HP. It only had one HP, so if you got that one hit, then you're done. If you got status in, then if you got any kind of like burn or toxic in, then, you know, the Pokemon was dead. But still, you know, a very interesting design. You know, I can name all all these iconic Pokemon from Gen 3 just off the top of my head. You know, the three starters, Sceptile, Sceptile, Blaziken, uh, Swampert. Uh, you have <laughs> Ludicudo, of course. You can't can't forget the sombrero, the sombrero water, water grass duck. Uh, you have Breloom. You have uh, Hariyama. You have Sableye. You have Agron, Salamence, Metagross. You just have all these different Pokemon that kind of kept that. With Gen One, every every half of the Pokemon felt like a dinosaur, and then the other half of the Pokemon just kind of felt like common house pets. And then there was a small percentage where it, it kind of just felt like, oh, we're just going to have this thing and then put a face on it. As opposed to Hariyama, which just looks like bread. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not denying that Gen 2 definitely uh, expanded upon that, although I don't believe they did a did as good of a job with differentiation with with uh, Pokemon because they introduced pre evolutions. Which is really good. Which is a really ni- nice thing at that time. But every every Pokemon kind of either felt like a, a plant of something or an animal of something, as opposed to you know actually having these pocket monsters that are very differentiating from each other. With Gen three, I feel like they do a very good job at with the design of the Pokemon, with the way that it looks, and with the way that it act, with the way that they act, it felt as if they got the good aspects of one and two and then put them together and added a little bit of spice to them that, you know, that just really pops out. And even, you know, looking into the further generations, four is fantastic with a lot of its designs, especially as mentioned before with the uh, added evolutions for a lot of the older pokemon from the previous generations you know that's a great idea but i feel like gen 3 has to have that that pedestal for really kicking the pokemon series into that higher gear of differentiation of uniqueness with different pokemon as opposed to making them look similar to one another essentially i agree I agree 100% gen 3 is my pick and i just was while you guys were talking i was scrolling through all the pokemon even looking at like the starters, like everyone loves Sceptile and Blaziken, and although Swampert doesn't get a lot of love, everyone loves Mudkip. So like with the three there, you're pretty good. That it actually has some of my most like my favorite Pokemon in terms of them just being visually appealing. Like I love how Crawdont looks. I don't know why. I just have always liked the look of Crawdont, and I love Melodic. And looking down, going past the pseudos, just straight up at the legendaries, like 
Latias, Latios, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Jirachi, and Deoxys. They're just designed so well. Like Kyogre and Groudon, especially because they were the mascots, they still have that same vibe based on like the markings on them, yet they represent two completely different things. And Rayquaza kind of as the third, it, it they just mesh so well. And I just feel like Game Freak and Pokemon Company did an excellent job designing these Pokemon. Even like the fossil Pokemon, Cradley and Armaldo, like the, just everything was designed so well. You have Swablu, Altaria, Flygon as an example. Flygon is like a design of a Pokemon that could have been a pseudo. Yeah, and my it, Flygon is my favorite actual Pokemon of all time. Right? Like it's it's not not crazy. to mention his not to mention his pre evolutions as well because it kind of just takes a one eighty. That entire line, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they did an excellent job. So I, I agree. I, I would go with Gen three. So it's my turn to speak, right? Yep. Yeah. So first I'm going to rebuttal to Giancarlo and Joe before I begin mine. And all I'm going to say is I'm not going to say anything but names. Hariyama, Delicati, Illumise, Swalot, Spinda, Clamperl, Gorbis, Love Disc. Like, I'm sorry. Glalie, I can't get behind Gen 3's designs. How dare you talk about Glalie in a bad way? Glalie's it, awesome. Yeah, but you said Clamperl, but Jeez. a hot tail. The, the Reggies. Every gen has stinkers, though. That's the thing, What's though. What's wrong with the Reggies? There's a hell of a lot of stinkers in Gen 3, that's all I'll say. There's some, there's some fire in Gen 3 that I can admit that. There's some fire Pokemon Gen 3. Some of my favorite Pokemon are from Gen 3. There's fire but there's Pokemon a hell of a lot of Hell of a lot of stinkers. But anyway, I have the most controversial one by far. Like 100% by far. And let me speak before you react. All right. Oh, no. I firmly believe that the best Pokemon designs are in Gen 7. No. Alola. Let him talk. Quiet. Gen 7. Of all the things it did bad, did not do its Pokemon bad. All of its starters are fucking fire. In my opinion, the best trio of starters comes from Gen 7. And I firmly believe the only reason people have an issue with Incineroar or with Primarina is because they're gendered. Women tend to have a problem with Incineroar because they don't like how it's a male aesthetic. Men tend to have a problem with Primarina because they don't like how it's a female aesthetic. But both of them are awesome designs. They do what they're supposed to do. And there's a theme there. And they're all well designed. Then you got the introduction of Alolan variants, which was incredible and one of the best things that Game Freak ever decided to do. And you got some awesome designs there. Alolan Executor is hilarious and just one of the coolest things. You got Alolan Marowak is this awesome concept. Alolan Ninetales and Vulpix and Sandslash they're so cute. And sure, there's some stinkers like Alolan Persian, but what are you going to do? Like you said, every gen has some stinkers. But then you also got some other fire ones like later on. Like you got two cannon is one of the coolest regional birds, like by far. Typing, not the greatest, but in terms of design, pure design, fucking awesome. Vicavolt, Lycanroc is one of the coolest Pokemon, like period, like Which hands form? down. All forms, they're all cool. Wishy washy, Araquanid. Beware, 
Palisand, Silvalli, Type Null. The only, like, Mimikyu, and even the Legendaries, as much as I don't like the concept behind, like, an evolving Legendary, I think Lunala and Solgaleo have amazing designs. The only real demerit on Gen 7 is the Ultra Beasts, which I can, I can of course admit are bad but i think like some of my favorite pokemon come from gen 7 i think the designs are fire but if i wasn't going to go with my controversial gen 7 pick i'm sorry i do have to go with the classic which is gen 1 and i disagree on every fundamental level of what Giancarlo said like i don't think that gen 1 is like like samey i actually think it's just it's just very natural like the designs are natural things like they're not trying to do anything overly complicated there's no ghost that's inhabiting a key they're just like these just things that look like they exist in nature for the most part and they're simple but they're there's a reason why gen 1 designs are still persistent nowadays and that's because they are well done so i do think i like gen 7 the best um, and I think if Gen 7 had been the first Pokemon gen- generation, it would. I think it's the only other generation of Pokemon that I can firmly say if it was the first generation, it would be just as successful as the first generation was. Whereas I think every other one, if it was the first one, would not have been as well received. Well, so. there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. How do you guys actually want to proceed with this? Because basically, we've had two people say Gen 3, two people say Gen 4, and then Jewel said Gen 7. Uh, or do you want to go into the worst first? Because the what the like I know for sure we're gonna I think have we're all gonna say the same about the yeah. worst, the worst gens of Pokemon. Because well, and that might actually impact what we end up voting for for the best. Mateo, so, I do want to interject here because you said before you could flip flop between four and three. I can also flip flop between four and three. I'm not gonna flip flop though. I could flip flop between four and three. It's a coin toss between those two. Like they're both really, really strong. I could flip flop to one because I understand what Giuliano's saying for the fact that you really gotta think. If first of all, if the design of the first generation of Pokemon, just overall the first generation of Pokemon was garbage. Mm-hmm. It would one, it wouldn't be here today. Or two, they would have tried releasing Gen 2, and Gen 2 would have caught on a lot hotter than gen one did we would be seeing a lot more gen two pokemon in than gen one so there actually yeah. is a like a true reason more than even our opinions like just the straight up numbers of why technically gen one would be that would have the best pokemon is because they're the ones that were actually able to handle the test of time yeah and people get excited about when new things happen to them it's like the okay. opposite it's like gen one got knocked down for it not you know standing the test there but the pokemon definitely did i could flip flop one but yeah and like i personally think like i like i said with i have like this equation where i made in my head that i made of the for these picking the starters or picking the favorite pokemon gen one i think aside from gen three has the best starter lineup period and also all the legend, like there wasn't a lot of legendaries in Gen th- One, but they're all really good. Snorlax is awesome. Scyther's awesome. Electabuzz is awesome. Like Nido King's line, Gengar, Alakazam, Gyarados, uh, Dragonite. Like there's Birds. so many awesome Pokemon. Like they, they, all of them have stood the test of time. Basically, oh, wow. like, 
Even not shit like Drowsy and Hypno, I'm not a fan of, but like, do I don't want me hate to tell them. you. Do you want me to tell you the single worst Pokemon in Gen 1? The single most forgettable and least test of time Pokemon in Gen 1? I can name you, it right now. If you say Jigglypuff, you die. I'm not. I'm not going to say Jigglypuff. It's Fero. Yeah, Firo is the Firo single most boring, though. and he's not even bad. And that's what I mean. He's exactly. not even a bad Pokemon, but he's like I easily think... the single most forgettable, least used like Pokemon from Gen One. It's because yeah. he's alongside Pidgeotto, which is already and Venomoth. Venomoth is another one, and Paris and Butterfree. No, 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 no Venomoth. Is, the Venomoth is recognized quite a bit. Yeah, but like even at that, even if those were to like be forgettable and stuff, they're not even bad. So, and I honestly can say that about Gen 1, like, I think when I said about every Gen has stinkers, like, Gen 1 probably is the least amount, and that actually means something, because there's 151 Pokemon there. I think, honestly, I'm sold on Gen 1, to be honest with you, and I don't think that's, like, a cop-out type thing, like, I think that's a legitimate, like, strength of that generation. It is. Yeah, and, like, I, like I said, like, I think Gen 1 is there, and I, for your guys', like, I do have a very strong opinion of gen 4 pokemon gen 3 i do as well but me flip-flopping to gen 3 is also very dependent on what this group comes up with as their worst one because i want us to be consistent and if mm-hmm. what i think is going to happen with the worst generation happens then i think gen 3 absolutely should not be our best generation and i will explain that after we do the worst one well i'm fine saying gen 1 is the best honestly i can i can sleep with that like i i it think too. that's a i was really... pre- i was prepared to say gen one is the best but i feel like it would be like such a it's like, not a cop-out it, uh, you know it, it's, it, i don't it think it is genuine really it doesn't feel genuine, it's in my opinion. gen 2 was my first generation of pokemon so like i don't have that that i have a nostalgia for gen one but it's not as strong right like okay so here's i i understand why you might feel it's a cop-out Giancarlo, but here's my thing okay Oh, no, I don't consider so the, a cop a cop. No, that was, that was me that said that. Oh, I thought... What did you say, John Carlo? It wouldn't be a genuine answer for me to say that it's the best generation. I don't think it's the worst, but... Oh, like, yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. But here's, here's my thing, and this is what I'm going to say about Gen 1. Mateo and Gino made good arguments for Gen 4. Gen 4 is only as successful as it is because it built on previous gens, and a lot of what it built on was Gen 1. So without Gen 1, Gen 4, yes, a bit of Gen 2, but a lot of it was Gen 1. And so without Gen 1, I don't think Gen 4 would have been as successful. Two, Gen 3, I understand the argument of, oh, it's different, and like that makes it good, and blah, blah, blah. And like I can get behind that, but I also know, especially among this group, that for the like i don't like the hypocrisy of everybody's like gen 3 was trying to be different it was different and that's good but then it's also like gen 5 was also trying to be different everybody's like that's bad so i i just won't sit well if people are going to trash on gen 5's designs but boost up gen 3's because to me they're they're from the exact same breed of like i i personally think that they're the exact same thing like gen 5 and gen 3 to me are interchangeable in terms of what they tried to do with pokemon designs and I, I think they're on equal playing fields, although Gen 3 did some things better and Gen 5 did some things better. I will say that the, the Gen, like, if we're, okay, like, based on, like, 
I guess we can go talk about the worst ones before we decide what our best one is because this is the last thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, right? let's so just let's go into it. The best let's just go into it. So, for me, when I think of like a worst generation or a badly designed Pokemon, that's the thing though. Like every gen has their stinkers, but Gen Five has more stinkers than any other gen. And I'm not saying that because like okay, we have literal ice cream Pokemon. We have things like Almomola. It should have been an, it should have been an evolution for Love Disc. I don't understand why it wasn't. But like, love this then we have that weird Behem, and you have the fish Pokemon that everyone forgets in there and stuff as well. Like, there's a lot of forgettable stuff. There's also a lot of stuff that just like a lot of people don't I like. I think the fish Pokemon everyone forgets is Gen Seven. No, 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 it's not. I think it's, he's referring uh, to Basculin. No, no Basculin. Yeah, Basculin. Oh, no, yeah. But see, but Gen Five also has some slammers like the the, oh, Volcarona the mascots awesome. are awesome. Volcarona, Hydreigon, like I Braviary, like the, I like and the, I don't like the dog fans, the horses. Hexers. I don't like any of them. Really, they're model. They're modeled after the Three Musketeers as well. They're they're stupid. They the look Zoro Park. Here's the thing, and like Conkeldur, like and them, like I don't like that fighting line. It's just. Uh, it's just like there's a lot of Pokemon in Gen 5 that I like the ones in Gen 5 that I really, really, really don't like. It also has Pokemon that I really, 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 really do like. And that's the thing. There's no like middle ground Pokemon. It's either like you either like them or you don't. Yeah. Well, well there's like there's like a lot of meh Pokemon in the in the line, but I feel like the at least like the starters are garbage. Quality. Except for Oshawott. I really like Oshawott. Uh, Oshawott's really good. I don't. I I really like Snivy. Now I I feel like we've lost all sense of speaking order here, which is okay because I feel like it's just like. But I I don't know, man. Like you can say Gen Five has a lot of stinkers, and it does. Like I'll I'll admit that. Like Gen Five does have a lot of stinkers, just like I think Gen Three has a lot of stinkers. But I also think it outweighs that with like having a lot of really really cool ones, just like Gen Three does. Like it has some really just cool Pokemon. Um, and I, I don't think Gen 5 is the worst because Gen 6 exists. And honestly, go look at Gen 6's line of Pokemon. Gen 6 has like five Pokemon that look cool. It has barely any Pokemon to start. Like, let's start with that. There's barely any Pokemon in Gen 6. And like five of them are cool. And most of them aren't viable because most of them are just two-stage Pokemon. Plus, it's yeah. one honestly, of the shortest lines as honestly, well, isn't it? Honestly, though, I... Th- I- I actually really like Gen 6. I think the only really bad Pokemon in Gen 6 are like Aromatisse and, Slur- and Slurpruff. But Furfro's just the it's just a one stage. Like it's it's just a generic dog. Okay, Furfro, like, Meowstic, Florgis, who remembers fairy ones? I like Meowstic. The the Barnacle, uh, Malamar, Dragalge. No, Dragalge is awesome. Yeah, I like Dragalge is cool. not cool. Dragalge is Malamar's Gen awful. Five. Dragalge. No, Malamar is Gen Six, dude. Upside down one. That's Gen Five. That is Gen Six. I'm looking at the Gen Six list right now. And then after that, after you said, after you said Barbarical, the last one on Gen Five that I will tell you, like I will tell you, is not good. Carbuncle. Carbuncle. And then Avalug, and that's it. Honestly, no, I like Klefki. I like Klefki. Pumpkaboo. Pumpkaboo's cool. I like Klefki it because it has different... Like, you can get, but is Pumpkaboo cool? Because you can get multiple sizes of Pumpkaboo. Okay, Pumpkaboo. but here's the thing. That's is a cool you can, thing with okay, it. Okay, fine. You can, you can argue that Pumpkaboo's cool, but if you're going to say Pumpkaboo is one of the good Pokemon in Gen 6... And no, you're I'm gonna just put saying it up, it's not bad. 
I'm not yeah. saying it's good. But I'm just saying it's an average. Pl- okay, but there's plenty of average in Gen 5 too. Like there's plenty uh, of stuff on Pump Kaboo's level in Gen 5. Plenty yes. of stuff. But that's the issue is that most things in Gen 6 are above Pump Kaboo's level. I don't think that's the case. No, there's there's a lot of stuff that's below Pumpkin Booth level and on Pavilion. Do you remember Pyro Pyroar in the game? Py- Pyro is yeah. really cool. It's a great design Pokemon. Like Moivern, the one, one Aegislash. Aegislash is amazing. The Tangoro, Kidu and Go Tyrantrum, Talonflame, Tyrantrum, and like those are really good. Cool, but they're on. But they're and on Legend the same is level. What makes Gen Six suffer, in my opinion. But it's not like it doesn't suffer to the point where it's. I would say it's the worst generation. To me, but honestly, it's... I don't think Gen Gen Five is the worst. And I came to this epiphany today during this discussion. I think Gen Seven is the worst in terms of designs. No, Starters aside, know. starters aside, okay. I'm a bit sour with, like, I like Vickavolt's design, but they messed up its stats. Crabominable should be Crabomination, should be its name, okay? I don't like Toxapex. Mudsdale is awful. Salazzle, I don't like what they did with Salandit in that gen. Beware, Beware is generic. Like, I don't care about Bounce Sweet's line. I don't care about Comfy. Oranguru should have had a pre-evolution. Passimian should have had an evolution. Pukumuku is fine, I guess, but like Komala, I was so excited to see what Komala was going to evolve into, and it didn't. Why didn't Komala, why didn't Komala big, have an evolution? The thing is, if you look at quantity, awful. Drampa is awful. Delmize is awful. And then, yes, there's some I'm, bad ones. I agree, but if you look the at the quantity thing, of good ones, Oricorio is dumb. The biggest thing with Gen 7 is, I think, honestly, the fact that the legendary Pokemon can evolve, I can't, I don't like that at all. And the, all the Ultra Beasts are terrible. I, I cannot, like, live with the, a, in a world where Ultra Beasts exist. Like, I just, I, like, if Poipol, like, well, Poipol evolves, which I don't like. It's legendary, it evolves, but, like. Poipol isn't legendary. Ultra Beasts aren't legendary. Well, the, the Ultra Beasts still. I don't like the the concept of them. I just don't like the way they look. The only and I agree looking, with you. The only good looking legendaries, aside from Solgaleo and Lunala, is Zerora. Honestly, like everything else is eh. Like it's. I agree with you. I just when I look at what's a good Pokemon design, I don't look internally. Like I don't look at like I'm looking at Gen 6's list, for example, right now, and I'm like, yeah, some of these are better than the others. Some of these are good Pokemon designs. But if I take something like Pyroar. And I compare it to the whole, like the whole of Pokemon. I no longer think he's a good design Pokemon. I think he's an average Pokemon, and that's why I like Gen Seven. Is because sure, Gen Seven's got a lot of fucking stinkers, but it also has a lot of Pokemon that you can pull out of Gen Seven and compare it to designs from across the series and be like, "Damn, this is a fucking awesome design." Decidueye is what are honestly, I still argue Decidueye might possibly be the best final starter evolution design period like it is up there with charizard and with blaziken like it is a cool fucking design lycanroc all three versions really fucking cool like really fucking well designed pokemon like I'm, there's yeah. i'm gonna, gonna take their up? stats and stuff i'm gonna say straight account also yeah well no that 
stats are gameplay things. I think we're more focusing on um, design and stuff. If I'm going to be straight up over here, you know, kind of just adding on to Jules, in my opinion, I think Pod is like one of the best designed Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a very intimidating and very like foreboding and interesting Pokemon, especially for a, uh, for a bug type. Hey like, guys, we're actually sleeping on one of the gens that we haven't mentioned. Two. I know, I know, we're, Two. I know. I, I want to. We should, it. yeah. But just quickly with Gen Seven, uh, the last thing I want to say about it, aside from like, because Jules mentioned the, like the Alolan forms, I wasn't a, a big fan of like half of the Alolan forms, like Meowth Persian, uh, Geodude's lines, such a missed opportunity in my opinion. I I would have preferred they had Cubone and Marowak as well, but like whatever, whatever. Uh, the other like the thing that really bothered me the most with Gen Seven is that I went through that game, and I struggled to build a team in that game, and I've never struggled to build a team because every generation I want to use Pokemon that are only from that generation for my first playthrough, and. The only way I was able to do that is if I were, was to import multiple starters, which I really didn't like doing, but that was the only way I could have built a team of six that I really cared about. And I've never had to do that in any other Pokemon game except for Sun and Moon. So I uh, had that problem too. See, I had the opposite. Sun and Moon, I was the first like game where I had both versions, and I... Even after filling both my teams, I was like, damn, there's still more Pokemon I want to try out because there was a lot of cool Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. That's like, the thing. I there's wanted Jengmoa, but Jengmoa wasn't available until late in the game. But then Komoa, so that's design. I'm like, eh, not that fond of the design. Like, Turtonator was really hard to get and didn't have an, like, it was just a basic Pokemon. Like, that's the thing. There was just, there was too many Pokemon that should have had a pre-evolution or should have evolved, and I feel like that really hurts it, and then just all, like I said, with the Ultra Beasts, I despise Primarina, and it's not for the reason Jewel said. Like, I just don't think it looks good. It's just too busy of a design for a starter, in my opinion. And then the evolving legendaries is just, I feel like that's that's such an odd thing to do that I just don't see the purpose of it, honestly. Like, who gives a shit if you have a Pokemon that could evolve into either legendary. Like, I just don't see the the value in doing that. If anything, like now people might want to see what evolves into Mewtwo or something like that. Like, it just, I just, I think a legendary should be at its highest power like level from the start. It shouldn't have to grow into that. Like, I, I just, I, I think it defeats the purpose of having a legendary Pokemon if, if when it's at its smallest form, it's not truly legendary. In terms of power, it's only legendary because it's rare. So that's my uh, two cents about Gen 7. Well, do you guys know how they came up with the designs for Gen 5? <laughs> they threw Where did they go looking for it, Joe? Pictures they landed on? Well, they just picked <laughs> names out of a garbage bag, and then they just kind of picked designs and said, oh, let's do a little crocodile thing, and then, you know, Sandow hey. came to be. And then what will happen at the stuff. end? You talk end? about Sandile. Sandile's a fantastic Pokemon. Do you know what happened at the end? They ran out of paper and they said, oh, a garbage bag. I'll make Garbodor. That's how Garbodor is. Garbodor is awesome, Joe. Last yeah. I'm going to say is the Pokemon in Gen 5 are so shit 
that half the time when I play Pokemon, all the new gens, I see Gen 5 Pokemon, and I don't even remember that they exist because it's been repressed in my memory. I'll literally have to look up the Pokemon to realize it was in Gen 5 because it's that forgettable. Listen, I wouldn't say Gen 5. I wouldn't say Gen 5 is the best for its generations, but certainly not the worst. I agree. It, there, there is a Definitely lot. Not the worst. There's, still, there's still a lot of good design. They have the legendaries. Lot. There's nothing there. They look like yeah, big blobs. Is. It looks and like. What are you talking big, about? One looks like snow. And what looks like someone dropped black paint on the ground. Did, did you not listen to Jules when he gave the explanation to Reshiram what Reshiram and Zekrom are some of the coolest looking Pokemon of all time? And Kirigo. Oh, I'm sorry. Reshiram, Zekrom, and whatever the other one is. I remember same with, looks the, stupid. Same I with the Storm Pokemon. Well, Tornadus, Thunderous, and whatever the other one is. But they're based they off go. of Legends. Like, yeah, that's legends, what I like. No. Nah. I, I just I don't like them. That's my opinion. Yeah. They did, you are actually, did you actually uh, did you actually know that Embor is actually based off of a uh, of a Chinese legend uh, from the book known as uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms? He was he's based really because of- I thought I thought Embor was based off of that thing I left in the in the toilet bowl about an hour ago. That's uh, shiny Embor. <laughs> <laughs> Embor is not great. The third is when the they worst got, star when they time. decided to make I when they decided that. to make a third straight fire fighting type, ugh, I don't know. But we haven't even talked about Gen two or Gen eight. Like, I don't think Gen eight is the worst. I don't think that needs to even be discussed. I, I don't like. I don't. I don't like a lot of about Gen eight, but it's definitely not. It, it, yeah. Some good Pokemon. I was hoping no one no one thought that because like I'm Gen 8's solid. And you know what? I've even been looking through the Gen 2 Pokemon, and I don't think Gen 2 is the worst either. Like Gen 2 is a bit plain, but there's nothing that that's that like bad. Like I do think that our worst one is coming from the later gens. Like I still um, think it's either five or seven. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm as on, much as like I'm there are on, Pokemon I'm that I love. Six and five. Yeah, I'm. I'm so. I think it's six. I like, like I said, I can't in good faith agree that Gen five is bad if people think Gen three is good because they have the exact same thing. They're just trying to be very different, and some of them are stinkers and some of them aren't. And then Gen seven, I I genuinely think Gen seven has incredible pokemon like yes it has some of the worst pokemon in there too but like gen 7 has quite a number of like phenomenal designs and gen 6 just in, in all honesty has some good gen ones Gen 6 does too. nothing's no, great I so hardly disagree with you what's amazing from please please tell me in gen 6 other than like in terms of actual like top tier, if we're talking about the top fifty Pokemon designs, how many of those come from Gen Six? Other than maybe Greninja, Greninja and like maybe maybe if you really 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 want to push it, like Tyrantrum. No more than Gen Five. That's the whole point. And Gen Three and no, Gen Five Volcarona, are not equivalent at all. Oh, Volcarona, dude. Texas. Volcarona. Reshiram and Zekrom Zekrom are incredible designs. Even if you don't like them, they are iconic. For Gen 6, I'd put Talonflame. I think Talonflame is the best regional bird 
Oh, that or Corviknight, honestly. Oh, I hate Talonflame. I love Talonflame. Talonflame's great. Uh, I like I, I like love, his typing. I hate his design. I love Pangoro. I love Aegislash. I love Tyrantrum. I love Halucha. Really like Gudra. Gudra. Trevenant's really cool. Uh, like they're, they're awesome. middle of the pack. They're but no I'm again like I I'm not saying that these Pokemon are bad designs, but I'm sorry, Noivern and Trevenant aren't even close to being some of the best Pokemon designs. Yeah. They're good for within their own generation, but outside of their generation, they're not great designs. But like, like Gen Lycan, 7 doesn't like, have that either though. Like Lycanroc and Incineroar, okay. We just and went over Lycanroc. What? Yeah. I don't think Solgaleo or Lunala. I would give you maybe Galissapod, but like that's four. I'd give Galissapod. Galissapod is And I, we just talked about like seven with Gen 6 right there. But Mateo, we're talking about taking ones outside of the context of their own gens. Right. Like, and Gen 6 then, doesn't have a lot. Okay, but then for Gen 7, you have to discount for that. You have to discount Incineroar, Decidueye, and Why? Incineroar Lycanroc. is... But why we're not going to consider there, there is a because reason if we're why not going to no, we're saying, no, but we're saying by what I'm saying is taking context out of their own gens. I'm saying they're not only good within their gens; they're good even when you pit them against the entirety of all of Pokemon. Like yeah, Decidueye, Incineroar, and Lycanroc the are ones fantastic. I said in Gen Six, I legitimately would, I legitimately would like, pit those. I would not. I, okay, if you took the Tilvion as well, like. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, if you took the top five designs from Gen 6 and pit them against the top five from Gen 7, I just don't think they're even comparable. Because Gen 7 has Mimikyu, it has fucking Decidueye, and it has fucking Alolan Ninetales. Like, these are Pokemon that literally broke fucking, like, like they have become so fucking popular. Like, people hate Gen 7, but those three Pokemon and Incineroar are insanely popular. Like Mimikyu yes. is arguably the the single most popular Pokemon since fucking Eevee. I will straight up argue that since Mimikyu Greninja, is. That's where since Greninja. And Greninja, okay, was, Greninja and Lucario. Greninja yeah, exactly. up there and Lucario. Fine, I give you that. Every generation that. has that one standout Pokemon that like transcends their generation. Not Gen every five. single one, except for Zoroark. Zoroark Zor did. Zoroark not the no, same level. No, Zoroark was only Zoroark's only popular because um, Pokemon Company tried to market him like Lucario and like Greninja, but he never actually got popular. He's like not that popular. Gen three doesn't have one either. Gen three is Jirachi and Blaziken. I wanna I wanna go back to the Gen seven thing. Like an entire an entire selling feature of this game was Ultra Beasts and how cool they are, and they weren't. Was it a big? Was it and ten twelve Pokemon? How many? How many Ultra Beasts are there? They're like a good, I want to say, good chunk of your decks. Maybe but I don't like think 10, they were sold the as cool. I think they were sold as weird. Yeah, but they were. But it was a major selling feature of of the thing, and they represent 10, I don't twenty percent of the decks. Oh wait, they're sorry, a selling feature 7. of what though? There's ten of Gen of them. seven. Yeah, but you know no. what? They 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 were unveiled way after no. No, they were unveiled. They were unveiled early, but they were never unveiled as like this is a reason to buy the game. They were just like, look at this fucking weird thing. What could this be? Yeah. But then, but then, how about Gen two? So if you're gonna say that twelve Ultra Beasts make up all those designs, doesn't then like 
25% of Gen 2's designs as unknowns. It's just eyeballs that look like letters. No, but unknown was one Pokemon. But it's 27 designs. But it's one Pokemon. It takes up one slot on your decks. Unknown, they added an extra 100 Pokemon to it. Of those 100 Pokemon, 25 of them aren't unknown. One of them is unknown. But, like, this is just more us, like, talking kind of back and forth about, like, what our personal favorites are and stuff. Like, there are stinkers. There are winners. Some generations have more stinkers. Like, if I'm looking at something, like, for instance, if I'm going to go into a, a new generation of Pokemon, and if I don't like 20% of the Pokemon on that list, as well as 20, like, of, of the majority else of that game, I'm not going to like it, right? So... Well, I I just think ultimately my big thing with Gen Six is it's every gen, like you said, has stinkers and everyone has everyone has good ones. The reason Gen Six bothers me is because it's just there's barely any Pokemon. There's barely any Pokemon and they're not that great. Like I think you could argue Gen Five, Gen Six, or Gen Seven are all around the same area, but the big thing for me in Gen Six is there's no fucking variety because there's no fucking Pokemon, and almost all of them are two stage Pokemon in Gen Six, and that bothers me because there's barely any three stage, like barely any. There's barely any Pokemon because they chose to focus on Megas, which sure is fine, and you could count that to the to the designs of gen 6 as like a reason but like in terms of just new pokemon i just don't i just can't do it and like two other things for gen like why i think gen 7 is the worst to be honest with you is like first of all like you said gen 2 has sorry gen 6 has a lot of two stages gen 7 has a lot of single stage out pokemon that just don't evolve period and like what's the fun of having a pokemon on your team that just doesn't evolve i agree and the other thing is, the other thing is, and I know this is super fucking nerdy, like weird ass flex on my part, but I can probably, if you showed me a picture of, like, of a Pokemon, I could probably name it to, for you. But you know, a Pokemon I can't name because they're just too obscure that I literally wouldn't, I'm unable to tell you the names for the Ultra Beasts. Yeah, those I, designs are are so terrible that I just can't even think of their name. When you showed me a picture of it. I cannot name you a single Ultra Beast. Like, it's... I think that's pretty sad, to be honest. You literally <laughs> named one early. You said Poipal. But is Poipal an Ultra and, Beast? Yeah. Yeah? So is Solgaleo and so is Lunala. Yeah. Poipal See, I did not know that. The only reason I would know Poipal is because of the event that we got the, the shiny one in. But, like, the other ones that are, like... I know some are exclusive to a game, some aren't. Like, and the whole thing, like... I just I cannot stand Ultra Beast and just think the fact that there's that their presence on the Pokedex is so huge that if like you have that huge portion of your Pokedex d- devoted to single stage Pokemon and Ultra Beast like that that's not great honestly and if you take all those out you're basically at the exact same amount of Pokemon that Gen Six had I think it's okay. it's basically basically the same so okay. can I just say. Gen 7 does house, in my opinion, the ugliest Pokemon in the entire series. It does. Crabbomitable. No. Crabbomination. Broxish is by far worse. Drampa is not great either. No, I I, I can't Broxish. Crabbomitable does not work as a Pokemon. I can't fit it on with a team. Crabrawler looks so cool. I remember being hyped when I saw Crabrawler. And then look what he turns into. It's just I a- love Crabominable. 
I just don't see how a crab could turn into an abominable snowman. Like, I just don't see it's the... It's not. It's a crab and it. it's an abominable snowman. But where does the ice typing come from? It's You're Pokedex. in the Alola region. It's supposed to be hot. It, it's Pokedex entry states that it goes, it climbs up a mountain and hardens its body to, like, make it a better fighter. And then it evolves into oh a woolly crab Pokemon. That but, like, no one wants to ever look at. No. Okay. Nobody. Anyway, I I think we really need to just deliberate instead. Yep. Um. And I think I at this point, I'll do. I'll concede at this point. Like I feel like that's the only way this is going to get done. I'll concede. Gen seven can be determined as the worst one, I guess. Even though it was my favorite one, but whatever. Like, I don't agree with the, with bashing on Gen five and Gen seven, but I'll I'll deliberate on Gen seven as well. I'll make another PowerPoint for next time. <laughs> Joel, you got every time you come back, you you got to add. You got to keep adding gotta, that you PowerPoint. Bring a PowerPoint with you. Um. So if we are going to say, so wait, we haven't even said what is our best as well. Yeah, oh, I feel gosh. like we've settled on Gen One. We will be saying Gen One is the best in terms of Pokemon design. Gen Seven is the worst in terms of Pokemon design. We should do a a quick recap and then we'll do a rapid fire of our favorite generations and we'll call it for today uh, for this uh special two-part episode so we decided for our best region we decided was the Sinnoh region the worst region was the alola region the best story we gave to the unova region pokemon uh, uh, gen 5 the worst story we gave to gen 7 the best gameplay we gave to Gen 6. The worst gameplay we gave to Gen 1. The best Pokemon was given to Gen 1. The worst Pokemon was given to Gen 7. So now, as a closing little segment, we will rank our generations from worst to best and then close off the episode. So. I I'll start and surprise surprise my least favorite generation of Pokemon is Generation Seven. My seventh favorite is Gen One. My sixth favorite is Gen Five. Fifth favorite is Gen Eight. I have at number four is Gen Two. Number three I have is Gen Six. Two is Gen Four, and one is Gen Three. And depending on how the Diamond and Pearl remakes go and Legends Arceus, I might be putting Gen 4 at number 1. So, that is my list as it stands. See, I don't have, like, a top to bottom 1 through 8. I know what my favorite is, and I know what my least favorite is. All the rest are kind of, like... In there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... That's okay, you can just share that. Yeah, like, my my number 1 probably is Gen 4, just because it's the Pokemon game that I had the most fun with. I guess Gen 2 and Gen 6 would be my second favorite. Like, it, and it really depends, right? Because I spent a lot of time in Gen 6 also, like, building teams and, like, doing a lot of stuff with the Megas and things. And Gen 2, like, Harkold, Soul Silver, really reinforced my love for, uh, for Gen 2 because that's, that's, like, of, like, the Game Boy games, that's the one that I spent the most time in. Um, my least favorite is Gen 7. Just because, as I said before, it's a vacation from the series. They tried doing something new, and yeah, it's 
not good, in my opinion. Uh, to no surprise that people uh, know me personally, I'm I'm kind of going on the same route as uh, Gino, while also adding an honorable mention for my second, uh, my second favorite. Uh, most people who know me personally knows that I have a vehement hatred for Gen Eight, so I'm gonna just slide that right there as my answer for my least favorite. It's because of personal reasons, including game design, not just uh, you know, just because I have a a hatred for that. And uh, my top favorite has to be Gen Four, with a honorable mention for Gen Three, and then before that, Gen Five. All right, uh, I'm gonna go through my my favorite to my least favorite. So favorite, I'm gonna go with Gen One, Gen Three, Gen Six, Gen Two, Gen Eight. Gen 4, Gen 7, Hey You Pikachu, Gen 5. Hey You Pikachu! Oh. <laughs> Dang. I lo- I love My, the bottom for me is definitely Alola. Um, the next one is probably Gen 1. Like I said, I think Gen 1's just boring now. Like I don't want to go back and play it at all. Um, and then right above that is probably Gen 8. Then it's um, after that is going to be Gen 3. And then Gen 6 is my number 4. Gen 5 is my number 3. Gen 4 is my number 2. And my favorite one is Johto, which is king. Anyway, that should be the end. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, As you saw, we had a little bit of a bloodbath. Strangely enough, not for what was the best pokemon generation but for what was the worst in true <laughs> pokemon fan tradition fighting over what is what the worst not what is the best i would not i would not have had it any other way um in any case um thank you for tuning in um don't forget to like and subscribe um don't forget to not like and subscribe if you're a geno fan don't forget to listen to us on spotify thank you for tuning in um, we have lots more Pokemon content planned for the 35th um, anniversary year. Um, and we look forward 25th. Yes, there's so many 35s. I keep forgetting. Yep. 25th anniversary year. And um, we look forward to playing Gen 4 remakes and Arceus later on. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Yep. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye.